What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting week of four quarters. Got a great episode for you today. We open up talking about the conference championships that just occurred over the past weekend. We get into Joe Burrow continuing to perform and leading the Bengals to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1988. And you've also got Matthew Stafford and the Rams booking a ticket as well. They will get to remain at home as the Super Bowl will take place in SoFi Stadium, but we take a look back into those two games and a slight preview into the Super Bowl, but we'll get more into that next week since we unfortunately don't have any football this weekend. Then we get into NFL coaching vacancies and the recent hires as there was a couple that were filled over the past week but then we focus a lot on the head coaching vacancies because there's some that are still weird some that just don't seem attractive to any single human being on the planet so we'll take a look into those and then we talk draft get into a little bit of mock draft conversation who we think should be the number one pick and why but our mock drafts will be releasing later but we get into a little bit of preview today now before we get you to the episode i want to bring up the worst beats and the best beats from the past week remember this is brought to you by picket picket is a betting app it's like if twitter and DraftKings had a baby created an app and that's what you got that's what picket is it's basically a place you can post all your plays everybody else is posting all their plays it keeps track of your plays keeps track of your money keeps track of basically anything that is important in terms of betting it'll even show you what books have the best odds and my favorite part of the app is looking at basically the best beats, the recent long shots of the week, and that's where I pulled this segment straight from. So if you're on there, you might get the chance to get called out or you know highlighted on the show. So let's get right into that. So the first one I'm going to dive into is going to be our best beat from the week because this, the fact that this hit just kind of blew my mind. So this one wasn't on Picket, but most people I'm sure have seen it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, because it was just kind of absolutely insane it was a two-leg parlay we love a two-teamer but it was correct score which i don't know like why people would be like ah oh, you know i'm gonna pick the score of these games and i'm gonna make a parlay out of it but hey i guess if it hits it hits and it ends up great and that's kind of the mentality i have when i place crazy parlays too but i never get as lucky as this person right here so they picked Bengals 27 chiefs 24 at plus 22,000 odds and was like hey you know what we'll parlay that with rams 20 49 or 17 at plus 13,000 odds it came out to, I believe, if I can do this number real quick, it is plus 2.895 million odds, which is insane. Do put $20 down on it, 20 bucks, cashed out at almost $600,000, $600,000. You just put $10 down on that. You're cashing out at like $250,000. I don't know what I would do with that kind of money. I don't know how I would respond. I don't know how I would react. I don't know what kind of things would go through my mind if that hit. But I know this gentleman or lady, whoever it is right here, is probably living their best right life right now. 2022 could not get any better at this moment in time unless they're able to turn that $500,000 into a million dollars, you know, betting on something in the Super Bowl. Now let's move into our bad beats. This bad beat's a little bit different because it's really three of them, but it's all about the same person, all right? So this guy seems hard white in the picket app. He's literally the top three on the bad beats. Placed three super massive parlays. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard me before say this. I don't get why people decide to do parlays over three or four legs. Four is already kind of a stretch. I love a little three-teamer. Two-teamers, usually pretty well, good as well. They at least boost the odds a little bit. Now getting everything to cash is difficult, but like 24 legs, 25 legs, absolutely insane. So we had two 25-leg plays and a 23-leg play, all from the same night. He missed one leg on all three of them. 
And on top of that, it was the same leg all three times. James Harden, all he needed was six plus rebounds. He needed six rebounds. Just couldn't get it done. Which, granted, I don't know that I would pick James Harden to get six plus rebounds, and especially when they were playing a team like the Phoenix Suns. But hey, you know, I didn't place a bet. They probably looked into it a little bit more in depth than I have. But at the same time, I just can't believe you, like, what, what's got to go through your mind? You lose one parlay with the same leg three times and every parlay yeah granted they are about the same length but not every piece is the same not every, they're not all three identical parlays there's a lot of things that are different in it except for the James Harden play and that's probably where you should have changed your mind now to close this out I will give a pick for tonight now since there's no football this weekend usually that's where I get my pick we don't have anything to look forward to this weekend so I'm gonna stick with the play for tonight I hope you guys get to hear it because I really like this play tonight. UCLA and Arizona face off again for the second time in like two weeks tonight. This time in Arizona. But I like UCLA to cover at plus six and a half. I got it late last night at plus 100. I'm sure it's probably one, you know, minus 115 now. I'm sure the number might even be different. It might even be, you know, four and a half or something like that. But I like plus six and a half. If you can get that, I would take it. I'd hammer it. I'd put 10 units down on it and just ride with it. Now, you can get on the Picket app, and you can track and see which one has the best odds, what book has the best odds, and make it play that way. But you got to download Picket, and you can use promo code FOOTBALL, all caps, FOOTBALL250, 250 at the end of it, and you'll get a little bit of a bonus. The Venmo, you a little bit of money. I will also get a little bit of money. But, uh, you know, I'll put that on some bet somewhere, and, I'm, and I'll make it worth your while. So, without further ado, let me stop it in my mouth. Let's get right into the episode. Hope you all enjoy. This could be a sentence that a month ago would sound incomprehensible. From 31 yards, McPherson and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. Joe Brr is the best quarterback our generation, the generation below us, we'll probably ever see. Told you he should be the MVP. I don't know if he did enough to be MVP just at the regular season. I think he leads in like pat leads the league in passer rating. I think passing yards. Nope, that was Tom Brady. I think he might lead it in touchdowns. Nope, that sure. was also Tom Brady. He he's number one in a couple of categories. He's like maybe one, two, maybe in the playoffs. He's like one, two, and three with Brady, Rodgers, and himself. I don't know. I don't. Know. I think he's in the discussion, but since it is a. Uh, <clears throat> regular season award. I don't know if his regular season was quite good enough. There's definitely an argument for him to be a top five quarterback already. Easily a top ten quarterback. And he ain't like 10-9-8. Yeah, I mean, top five, especially with Brady out, I would say he's easily in there because what you have what, Mahomes, Rodgers. Josh Allen. Allen. And then like Will, gotta be in there. Wilson and Burrow. I wouldn't even qualify Wilson as top five anymore. Not after the way he's played the past two seasons. He wasn't too bad two years ago. This year, obviously, a little down year. <clears throat> um, we still have another game, too. That game was kind of how I expected it to go. I figured the Rams would win, but the 49ers are a tough team to beat. I don't think they've really gotten blown out this year. They're li- obviously limited by Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Uh, he threw Not for long. Not for long, because apparently there's reports now that they're looking for a trade partner, which... Mm-hmm. 
could possibly be us or the Pittsburgh Steelers. You sent me something the other day. Yeah, it could also um, be us, the Washington Commanders. But the Commanders and the Steelers are like one and two in terms of odds. I'm gonna, just don't call them Commanders for now. Let's just keep it with Washington until I'm a little bit more used to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Still fresh. So it's us and Washington. I think they finally moved you guys up just like a tick. Yeah. Uh, we were both plus 400. Now you're plus 300. Which, I don't know. <sighs> I say roll with Dwayne for a season and see if he has it under Tomlin. I go back and forth with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's obviously a winner. He's gotten to them that each year that he's started a full season, like you said, he's gotten them to the NFC Championship game. Could have potentially gotten them to the Super Bowl. I don't know that, like I was watching that game, and he didn't play well. But some of his mistakes were like he had Aaron Donald tackling him, and he just had to get a ball up. Yeah on third or fourth down to just try to make yeah. a play. So that pick, I'm not necessarily, like, counting towards him. But he's still, like, he had probably George Kittle for a touchdown and overthrew him. Like, he's obviously a limited guy. Yeah, but I, mean, I get I think it's I not could, like I can see him as a stepping stone guy for it's not, it's franchise. Not like everything that lost in the game was his fault. You have Jaquaski no, Tart no. dropping that pick yeah. when they were still up. They, the, the 49ers had opportunities all over the field that I'm not necessarily ready to say. It's Jimmy Garoppolo's fault. The yeah. only reason I kind of thought that they would trade him, even if they won a Super Bowl, was because they drafted Trey Lance, and they drafted Trey Lance for a reason. And if you're confident in Trey Lance, you trade, you trade, you get Jimmy G out of there for what he can get you while you still have him before he becomes a free agent. I would always have trouble trading a guy that just won you a Super Bowl, regardless of who you drafted. It would be hard. But if you're confident enough in Jimmy G, or if you're confident enough in Trey Lance, rather than yeah, trade Jimmy G because he's not doing you any good paying him, paying him all that money yeah, yeah, yeah. on the bench. It's a really expensive backup. Really expensive. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> As a team, though, I don't know how willing I am to trade for him. I think Jimmy G would do okay in our system. My main concern about any quarterback that enters is the fact that we have a dog water of offensive line. For now. For now. I mean, obviously we have some – there's going to be some things going on in free agency and trading, yeah. but I'm not. I mean, the good thing with Jimmy G, too, is he's not going to cost you a first, most likely. At least I wouldn't give up a first for him. So you still have that chance to draft. This is a pretty heavy offensive line draft. You know, in the first <coughs> round, you might have Kenyon Green fall to you. You could even maybe trade up for one of the top tackles if you wanted. Yeah, I mean, I, there's options. So, yeah. like, I, I have faith. There's also reports that Mike Munchak might be a Steelers coach once again, which I would die if that happened. <laughs> Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I also think if they're in the Super Bowl right now, we're probably having a different conversation. Oh, for sure. I think mm -hmm. if he made the Super Bowl this year and they were competitive in it, <coughs> that at least gets them a first round because two full years starting, two times being competitive in a Super Bowl. I still think he probably ends up getting traded, but I'm sure that the narrative the price. about like what he's worth is so much more. Yeah. So I think that's probably all they were concerned about with playing or being competitive in a Super Bowl, but the fact that they were even in the, the conversation yeah. shows that they're pretty much an elite quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. Because I think Jimmy Garoppolo is good. I don't think he's yeah. elite. I don't agree with this conversation that he's a step above garbage. I don't agree yeah. with that. That's that's a big narrative that he's just trash. That I disagree with. Yeah, and I think he's. I think he might. I think he's maybe a half step behind Dak Prescott is probably who. I, probably what I would say. Yeah, I mean he's he's right in the Kirk Cousins range. Yeah, a step, which, a step above Kirk. 
can win you games. And <coughs> until you get your franchise guy, you'd rather be winning games than be awful. So yeah, fair enough. Um, so we got a Bengals Rams Super Bowl. My prediction <laughs> is Rams, I, I but don't know I also if anyone ever predicted that at the beginning of the season. If you had come up to me and be like, "Hey, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be in the Super Bowl," I'd be like, "Okay, buddy. yeah, they're not going to be in the playoffs, guy. Come on, yeah, come on. Now they're going to be probably third in the AFC North. Instead, they win it and they win the AFC. So I don't know. Who was the team you had below them entering the season in your division? Because the Browns were hot coming in. Every, every, everyone had them fourth. Probably would have been us. Okay, fair enough. Most people were down on us. As long as you're realistic about it. We were finishing second. Yeah. We finished second, so. You made the playoffs. Can't, can't complain. I, I can't complain at all. I, I'm actually happy with the way that the season turned out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, what were we saying, though? Oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, it gets hard to count the Bengals out because that's what's happened the past two weeks. And granted, their O-line is going to get so obliterated by Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Well, I don't know. That narrative has been present the entire draft, talking about the Bengals' offensive line. Yeah. It has not hurt them yet. They gave up nine sacks <laughs> against... It, it, it has hurt them. It hasn't stopped them. Okay, it hasn't hurt them, but if it doesn't stop you, how bad does it really hurt? You know what I mean? Like, I guess, yeah. It hasn't hurt. It hasn't stopped them all year. It hasn't stopped them during the playoffs. They gave up nine sacks against the Titans and still won the game. Yeah. The Chiefs have, what, Aaron Jones and Melvin Ingram. Not Aaron Jones. Chris Jones and Marinate and Melvin Ingram. Yeah. They got pressure on Burrow. Oh, a whole time. Like a bunch We're of times. up 21-3, and he was like, I don't care. <laughs> I said, still win. He said, Brr. Yeah. And their defense stepped up when it was important. I don't think they have the best. Their, they probably didn't have the best defense in the playoffs. Their defense kind of went stupid in the second half. They made some terrific adjustments. Yeah. They made some terrific adjustments. Whoever their DC is is probably going to get looked at pretty soon for jobs. Yes, because the fact that he was able to adjust at halftime and figure out a way to Stop. switching to man-to-man in the second half against Patrick Mahomes is like an unreal call. Yeah, no, no one would ever think of that. Well, he figured out a way to limit Pat Mahomes' mobility, which was key, because he made him just stay in the pocket, which was really important because he couldn't scramble for those first downs that are just daggers when you have everybody covered, and then here goes Pat Mahomes jogging for a first. So, you know, I think they made really good adjustments. Now, the Rams are going to be the best team that they play, but they also beat the Chiefs twice, so I don't know. Like... I think the Rams are the most complete team in the NFL. That's why they're probably in the Super Bowl. They have yeah. two all-stars on defense, probably more than two. They have a star-studded offense with Matthew Stafford. And Odell and Cooper. I guess the only concern I would have is the age up front for L.A., but I, I don't see, unless Matthew Stafford goes full Detroit Matthew Stafford and throws four picks, yeah. that's the only way I see L.A. not being Super Bowl champions. And I'm rooting for Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I want Matthew Stafford <clears throat> to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it would be really disappointing, though, after all these great games these playoffs have given us, if this was kind of a wash of a Super Bowl, which I I'm really see, hoping I don't. I don't see it being a blowout. I kind of yeah. at first was like, man, Rams are going to dust them. And then I went, well, I kind of said that four, four yeah. games in a row. Yeah. So I don't think Joe Burrow is going to get dusted. I think the line's not even that high. I think it might be four and a half, three and a half, something yeah, like that, which is early. They already they already had lines before the games that were played this weekend. That was what was crazy to me. Like you could bet like last Thursday that you would want if like they gave you like all the four different possible matchups and they said this is the lines. Uh the line is four and a half right now in favor of the Rams. <clears throat> Money line, the Rams are minus two hundred. Huh. I need to start looking at these bets. 
Minus 200 is not bad. The Super Bowl might be an old same-game parlay for me. Personally. Oh, for sure. Um, That's the only way you can do a Super Bowl, I think. Well, I'm very excited for the Super Bowl. Um, there is also some other more pressing news that just came out today. As we knew like three weeks ago, the Washington football team is now the Washington Commanders officially. Ooh. Yep. The the news <coughs> kind of fell flat just because with the way social media is today. Everyone knew what it yeah, was. Everyone knew it was yeah. the Commanders. Um, I don't hate it per se. Yeah. And but I think, I, like, and I think that was kind of almost a strategic thing with the leaks is they kind of did let it get out early. Because when they first came out, when someone was like, I think it's the Commanders, no one liked it. It grew on me, but I, and I think it still has the potential to grow on me. I do have some yeah. gripes. I feel like you had two years to come up with the name, and yeah, and I guess it was the commander's links to military in Washington. It was definitely far from the fan favorites. Like they wanted red wolves. That red wolves, red. T- everyone wanted something with red in it, so we could keep the HTTR. Yeah, but I think they wanted to kind of divert away from that. Yeah, and that's what the fans didn't. They wanted the legacy. Yeah. But, well, I I, so. I'm very numb to the name now myself. So, personally, as a, just objectively, as just a fan, I was kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. Honestly, like, I wouldn't have been even, even been upset after two years if they were just like, hey, we're the Washington football team still. Like, I would have been upset. If they had handled it appropriately, I think Washington. Like, I think we get obsessed with the idea that like a team has to have a mascot. I think Washington football and team. They said they are still trying to come up with a mascot. They said this was just the initial launch, and that they are going to come up with like an official logo, and official mascot. For the so team. this is a soft launch, essentially. Yeah. So the W could also change. Probably not for this season, but in the coming years, yeah. Yeah. I know some people were saying that they wanted to use the eagle as a mascot because it's like a military military well the eagles are exactly that's, yeah, that's what we're doing. well so i tell you the truth i don't hate the w on the side of the helmet at all <laughs> you know where i hate it yeah on right the on front the front of so the black uniform i, I really like the yeah. black but the helmet i can't get over so everyone wow. it's the initial reaction among washington fans is a lot of them actually hate the name but no oh, yeah i did on it's, our it's, tweet, going to calm down. Two years, this is all we got. Not impressed. I got, uh, if it wasn't linked a month before and just covered horribly, I wouldn't dislike it as much. Yeah. Black helmets are ugly. Burgundy jersey is ugly. Helmets are nice, very nice. Black okay. jerseys are eh. The helmet for the blacks is ugly AF. Away uniform is the only thing I love. Shout out Sensi Payton for engaging. Um, okay. So that's interesting because a lot, for the most part, I the, like the helmets. The helmets are tough, dude. The red helmets are so tough. It's like the a matte. Glo- it's like a glossy matte. Yes. Yeah, that those the, I love. With the yeah, the whites dude, I like, so, and I don't even hate the reds. The consensus is that the reds. Everyone likes the reds a lot. Everyone loves the blacks minus the W in the front. So I like the base. Hel- I like the base helmets. Yeah, if you can just make just keep the black helmet, just make it with the stripe and the W on the side. The one thing people are complaining because. I saw this under a tweet, and you'll probably laugh at this. Someone was like, I really liked the black uniforms. And then I looked closer, and I realized it's only because it's just the Steelers uniforms with our name on it. <laughs> it is. Look at that. Except there's the red outline. I mean, like, yeah. when you put black and gold together, you're just going to see Steelers. Yeah. But the other thing is, like, I can see what they're doing where they put commanders here and the W here. Yeah. It's a military uniform. 
That's what they're trying to. Yeah, emulate. but I don't think you need the W right on top of the helmet. Like you're Captain America. Like what the hell? Yeah, like it's a fucking bullseye. Like I also, don't. I'm not crazy about how it's they probably ha- with on the D lineman. It'll chip off. I'm not crazy on the uh, the nameplates on the black uniform because they have like the, the bars over it right here. Yeah. I th- no, so no, no, the no, other either. thing is, is I don't understand why certain teams on different uniforms put different things on the front of the jersey. I would rather you just keep it all the same. Like, if you're going to put command, I actually like the Washington across the front better than I like commanders with the bars. Like, on the white uniforms, I think the whites with the red helmets are probably the best thing that came out of those. And you know what's crazy is that a lot of people actually like the reds better, and they think the whites... People said our whites look like knockoffs of Cardinals and Falcons uniforms. I disagree with that. Which I think you're going to get just because... <clears throat> there's only so many colors, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's only so like, many colors you have to work with. There's only, like, and the thing with the name is, when it comes to changing a name, nothing is going to be satisfying. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. you're probably used to the Washington football team and Redskins for so many years. Nothing you come up with is going to be satisfying initially. I think yeah. after a while, it'll grow on people. I will say there are some fans who have done mock-ups of away jerseys that I like better, like, you know, that's what we have now, and someone said to do this instead. I think that looks way better. I think that looks better. I'm not a fan of the... The like, texture on the knife. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand that. That's the one... Th- I don't I like don't the... Te- I've <coughs> never liked texture I on see numbers. It. That's what everyone said. They want to see it on players, not in special effects. Cause all we've seen now is an edited video. Yeah, I think, I think once we... I think the biggest test is on field. When we get to the season, even preseason, <coughs> and yeah. we see these uniforms on the field, I think that'll kind of change my perception of stuff. Yeah, and I mean, it looks like they have some cool gear. I don't know did you, if you saw the Letterman jackets that the alumni were wearing today. Mm-hmm. So tough. I would pay an absurd amount of money. Let me – I'm going to look them up while we keep talking, and I'm going to show you. I think all in all, it's kind of a – it's kind of – it's a scratch until we can see them actually on the field and see, yeah. you know, what do, the, what do these look like when they're – kind of in motion then we can figure it out yeah yeah, yeah. um kind of beyond look at this look at those jackets those I like are tough those, i like those those a lot. are tough so i think there's a lot of potential to keep kind of the color scheme i think they tried to go overly modern to an extent yeah especially with the new like the away jerseys yeah i, I don't hate them but the texturing i'm not a fan of but also yeah. like i hated the falcons uniforms when they came out but seeing them on the field, I don't, I don't hate them anymore. The only yeah, ones I will still never like are the gradient ones. And I feel like that's going to be the problem. Is like we like these jerseys except for that one aspect. Yeah, I think that's one of those aspects that we can't aren't going to be able to get over is the texture. We'll see. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll <coughs> see. I, like, I think there are, this is going to be an interesting topic. We should actually probably do this next podcast. But like, there are some teams that could stand for some uniform changes. Oh, a lot of teams. So uh, personally, one of them being. The Pittsburgh Steelers, a very subtle change. Yeah, it has to be subtle because you guys have such classic. I love our uniforms. I just cannot stand the numbers. Like, they have a very weird font yeah. on the numbers. The old school block letters like we have with our, like, the throwback uniforms, those are way better than the kind of weird font script we have right now. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, something interesting that did come out of the announcement today is DC's mayor, Mayor Muriel Bowser, I think is her name, tweeted, like, talking about it and she ended it her statement with saying like it's time to get them back to winning football in dc so maybe hinting at trying to get a new stadium put in dc because where's the it's in landover maryland which right is now. ridiculous it's a dump of a site first why are you in maryland anyways because that i don't know like you should either be in virginia or in dc um, yeah maryland has a team like they're they're good yeah like i don't so 
Personally, I don't know. I think that stadium probably needs to go. FedEx Field probably needs to go. Yeah. It's obviously falling apart. And either way, we're like three to five years away from that. Happening. Yeah, I mean, but it takes so long to build stadiums. I don't know. The Raiders kind of built theirs quick, but I don't. I don't know that you got a lot. I don't All know right, if you have well, much money as Mark Davis. Dan Snyder, we're one of the most uh, profitable. You're right, right, I forgot. You're just the most corrupt. Yeah, maybe not long. Maybe uh, our hearing starts tomorrow, I believe, in Congress. That'll be interesting. Or maybe the whole NFL will shut down because of Brian Flores. Isn't it, interesting, isn't it interesting that the uniform drop comes the day before your court hearing? Isn't that ironic? Yeah. Huh. Anyways. Thanks, Congress. Um, Or you're just dropping the uniforms no. to distract people? No, no, no. no. They, they said their date after we said our date. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways. Um... Another co- brief college football news, because we still talk about college yeah, football. there's not much podcast. going on. Um, kind of the most notable thing that's happened, um, besides Brian Kelly still making those ridiculous dance videos. I like him. Is uh, Caleb Williams has kind of what we kind of all thought he would do in <laughs> oh transfer no. to University of South Southern California. Yeah. You know, that's like the school hasn't been in the news lately, right? So there was a lot of speculation that he would go to, like, Nebraska or Wisconsin or something. And I was like, the minute he Who entered, was speculating that? The minute a – a lot of people, actually. The minute he didn't announced he was in the transfer portal, it was USC. Yeah. I'm sure he took some casual looks. Yeah, yeah he, might, he might have peaked at Clemson. Some obligatory glances at some well, other schools. Yeah, I'm not saying he was straight to USC, but I think Nebraska and Wisconsin are a weird place to go. Yeah, I mean – there was there, uh, I don't remember off the top of my State? head. Like, there was some like connection there that would make sense. One of those things like that's where his girlfriend goes. No, his girlfriend. I forget where she goes. Yeah, she doesn't go to wet because he's he's from DC, so she's probably yeah from DC. Yeah, I think she might go to Maryland, maybe. I'm oh, sure. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but I listen. USC is going to compete to be in the college football playoff next year. I think we just need to get comfortable with that idea. Just because they have a good coach, and I mean, I don't know what the recruiting class looks like right now. It looks good. They don't. Okay, but either way, like you're not going to be able to build on freshmen. No, that no, no, much. no. I'm not saying you're going to be in it. You're going They're, to be in the conversation. They'll be in the top ten. They're going to be in the conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. They'll they be. May, they may six, be probably. six, seven. Once Lincoln Riley gets his recruiting class in there, they're going to win a national championship. They're just going to. They have to. There's so many good kids that come out of California. So much talent. Lincoln He's Riley a is coach. a master of a recruiter. All he has to do is drive 20 minutes from his office to go recruit these kids. Yeah. Caleb Williams is probably there for maybe another year, uh, maybe two. Probably two. I think they have the potential to win a national title, and I, I really did like that hire. I understand Oklahoma fans are probably boohoo Sooners right now, but I don't over it. You got do? Brent Venables. You'll figure it out. Yeah, maybe. Um, Who knows? No, they hired him. No, but like maybe they'll figure it out. Who yeah, knows? anyways. Uh, moving on. Straight to quarter two. Um, there's a lot of news going on in the NFL right now. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so the big thing is some coaching carousels. And before we get into the really big conversation about the coaching carousel, there's been some interesting hires. Um, the Raiders have hired Josh McDaniels for now. Um, I think he'll stay this time. I think he'll stay this time, but I'm not sure about the Derek Carr situation. Do they still trade Derek Carr now that he's there? Does Derek there, Carr there stay? Their report was that his meeting with – Mark Davis, he laid out a 100 PowerPoint slide about how he's going to design the, the offense around Derek Carr. So I think Derek Carr's safe for at least another year. I, and I honestly, I don't know why you trade Derek Carr. I love yeah, I mean, Derek Carr. Especially because, like, well, it's hard to say because he is playing really good and he only has one year left on his contract. 
So it's one of those things where it's like, do you try to get what he's worth now just in case he flunks out, you know, next season? Well, if you if think about this, he had an, was playing well with John Gruden after the tragedy. Somebody goes to prison. John Gruden ends up being a racist piece of shit. Uh, your one cornerback is waving. Your one cornerback is waving guns at people. The other one and has two DUIs. You're still making. You're still finding a way to get to the playoffs. The playoffs and, and almost by, win a yeah, playoff game. A one score game. Yeah. All the props in the world to Derek Carr. I think with a great offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels, that kind of mind, I think he's going to do well. I think, think he's going to do well for himself. I think what they really need to focus on is who they hire at the general manager position. They already hired that. Who was it? The player personnel guy from New England. I don't know much about him. Yeah, but if he's from New England. They're generally a pretty good scouting. Yeah, so except for receivers, which they need because they lost some speed on the edge. Um, some dangerous speed. Yeah, some high level, some elite speed, lethal speed. Um, I would say they have some team needs, obviously. They have a lot yeah, so that I was they need done. So if we're going to go into this assuming that Carr is staying. Where do you see their first round pick going? I think it has to start with O line. Because O line. It depends on who's there, offensive line wise. If you can get somebody like Drake London, Traylon Burks, those kind of big physical good receivers. I don't, I don't even know where they're picking at right now. They're tw- They're after us. They're like twenty two. Yeah, maybe Jahan Dotson might be there from Penn State. Maybe then. Maybe then. I'm not sure. Like because all the good offensive linemen are going to be gone, but like. Evan Neal, Charles Cross, Icky, like they're all going to be gone yeah, by the time. Yeah, we can get. There's some good later mm-hmm. round. Like Trevor uh, Penning might be there. The kid from yeah. Minnesota might be there. There's the I forget what his name is. Bernard Raymond is his name. Okay. I don't know where he's from. There's there's some. He might be the one from Minnesota that I'm thinking of. That's Daniel Falele. Falele, okay, whatever his. I name think he's is. from like Central Michigan. Raymond that might is. be it. That might be yeah. it. So there's some options there. I mean, maybe they, <sighs> they get actually lucky. don't. As far like they have. Uh, his last name is, I think, is King. No, number seven, Zay Jones. Zay Jones. They have him. Brian Edwards is not bad. Brian Edwards is not bad. Hunter they Renfro. They have Darren Waller. They have Hunter Renfro. They have some pieces on the maybe. receiving core that maybe you wait till the second round if you have an offensive lineman that you absolutely love. I can see that happening. Yeah. Um. As far as like defensively, they your, need some defense. Your D line's good. If Hobbs can stop getting DUIs, he's a really solid corner. You need another corner, probably another safety, and you need to fix the linebacker room. Those are kind of the yeah. You the back, the front four is okay. So maybe they can hope for like Dean and Lloyd to fall. Uh, Nakobe Dean's not going to be in the twenties at all. You never know. Um, I just, I would be utterly shocked if Nakobe Dean ends up at twenty-two. I think is when they pick 21 or something like that. If he's there, then holy crow. <laughs> holy crow. Holy crow. I was going to say crap. And, cap and it's a pretty deep corner class, too, so they can maybe slide into somebody like... Roger McCreary. Yes. Kyrie Elam is there. Yeah, McDuffie could even maybe fall. Yeah. I'm not as high on... And we can talk about this in the third quarter. I'm not as high on, like, say, like, Derek Stingley as everybody is because he hasn't played football in two years. He's not falling to there, though. I'm high on him. I think he's good. I think he's a splash I game, think, but I think he might end up kind of disappointing just because he has I think his combines have been the most important, and not even his measurables in terms of, like, 40 vert, stuff like that, but his medical checkup. Because, like, they can see – like, they do, like, a full body scan. And yeah. if they can look at his ankle and the doctor there gives him the okay that, like, it's not going to be, like – A problem? Yeah, I think he's still worth the top 
seven pick. So the, um, there's some other coaching hires. Bears got Matt Eberflus from Indy, yep, the D coordinator. Uh, Not a fan. That that one I didn't like. It's a, yeah, it's weird. Fields didn't seem to mind it. The Dable hire for New York I thought was a good a good hire. <laughs> yeah, bad for the NFL. It bad, for, out. bad for the NFL as it turns out. But I think from a well, logistical yeah. standpoint, what he can do as yeah. an offensive coordinator. Oh yeah, like I like the Dable hire. The team in that division, I hated it. Yeah, because he's um, gonna make them better. Yeah, it's gonna it, that's gonna make them better. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett to Denver was just because he was in the Matt. He's a Matt Lafleur coach, I guess. Yeah, I think it's a little. That one kind of. I don't. Know, I don't, weird. I don't not know. not in love with that. But we'll see. Like we talked about the, with Josh McDaniels, I don't hate it. I think the I only reason they hired Nathaniel Hackett in Denver is because they think they can trade for Aaron Rodgers or sign Devontae. Yeah, the Raiders have a good chance of getting Devontae, so that might stop. That might save the draft yeah. question. I forgot about that. One. Uh, who else got hired? There's an opening in New Orleans still. Yeah, There's that's an opening pretty surprising. In Miami still. Opening in Houston. Opening in Houston, which who wants that job? Yeah, uh, Jacksonville. Opening, which is potentially going to be most Meyer likely. And yeah, most likely Leftwich. Which I'd love that hire. Apparently, the Texans uh, are really zeroing in on Josh McCown, which a lot of people are upset about. I hate that. What does I mean? Like, okay. Since you just mentioned that, we're going to go ahead and get into the the, uh, the bombshell uh, that came out this. I think yesterday. Last night, yeah. So Brian Flores is suing the NFL and the Giants, Dolphins, and Broncos specifically for racism in their hiring practices. The NFL obviously came out and said those claims are without merit. Yeah. Bad look. So here's the thing. I think there might be some merit to the fact that Brian Flores and his claims. Because the fact that he doesn't have a job and Matt Eberflus does, if you're going to yeah. hire a defensive coordinator, why are you not hiring Brian Flores? He won eight straight with Tua. Yeah. He probably would have won a lot more if he wasn't getting paid 100K. Yeah, he was getting paid 100K to lose. I think he was getting Which paid. Which I don't think he really took that. I think he actually did coach to win. Uh, he probably at first was like, fine, we'll tank because I want a quarterback too. And then when yeah. they drafted Tua, he was like, I'm not That's doing this anymore. Yeah. The there, are like, there are like serious reports that he was like, I want Justin Herbert. And they were like, here's Tua. I could see why that would upset him. Kind of like us with Dwayne Haskins. So like when you get ignored yeah. every level as a coach from your general manager and owner, of course you're going to get frustrated. Oh, yeah. So the narrative that he's difficult to work with, I just don't buy – also, do you think Bill Belichick's easy to work with? Do you think Nick Saban's easy to work with? Do you think pick a coach is easy to work with? Like, they're alpha males leading other alpha males. They have yeah, to be kind of to, assertive. Yeah, like, for sure. You can't be buddy-buddy with everybody. No. Did he get some offensive coordinating hires wrong? Yes. So is Mike Tomlin. Like, <laughs> I don't know when Mike Tomlin had a good one. So, like, Todd Haley, and he's not even that great. Yeah. But the other thing is, like, if you're – Brian Flores, you're sitting here going, there's a lot of guys less qualified than me that got jobs. Joe yeah. Judge got a job. And this goes to not just Brian Flores, but, like, you look at Eric Bieniemy. No one's given him a phone call. Now, are we sure that he's not just being discretionary because he's in one of the best coordinator positions in football? Maybe. But the fact that he's not even getting interviews is Let's insane. Say, I, mean, a lot of, I, I I don't think you can say that he's just a good coordinator because he has good players. No. I don't, I don't you look at, you like, say that he at all. He does crazy scheme stuff. And there's also an element there. People are like, well, it's Andy Reid. Give him a shot. Find out. He's better yeah. than the people you're hiring. Yeah, if we were to move on from Rivera today, I would like, I would be so glad with having Flores or be enemy. I don't, I mean, and honestly, my, my personal opinion is I think Brian Flores would, would be a Mike Tomlin-esque coach. Yeah. They come from similar backgrounds. They come from similar, like, schemes and ideas. I think Brian Flores is a creative 
defensive play caller. And he also seems to understand offense. He wanted Justin Herbert. You don't like that obviously is knowing offense. Yeah. Like he I don't think he's a neophyte when it comes to knowing an offensive playbook. He obviously knows offensive talent really well. He drafted Jalen Waddle. He drafted a really good offensive tackle. He knows what he's he's not incapable. Yeah. He well, just didn't want Tua. And I'm cool I'm cool with him not wanting Tua. Like guess what? A lot of people didn't want Tua. Yeah, and like the people that didn't draft him. Like yeah. the seven picks before him that didn't take Tua. I don't know. I feel like he, he was, he feel, was he feels was, like a lot more than that. He was the fifth pick. Baker Mayfield's better than Tua, and we're all familiar how I feel about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Tua Tua's not great. It's the truth. There's a lot of people comparing him to Mac Jones. I'm like, he's not Mac Jones. I would put Mac Jones all. ahead of him right now. Yeah, he's not Mac Jones at all. Mac Jones just made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think there might be some merit to his claims. Um, the yeah. other, the big, the big bombshell is somehow Bill Belichick is involved in this. Dude, those texts were kind of hilarious. He, just to see how Bill Belichick text. I didn't actually read them, <laughs> but I know that he texted Brian Flores, thinking he was texting Brian Dable. Yeah, he's like, heard about the job. Congrats. And Flores then Brian like, Flores was like, I don't interview till Thursday. <laughs> word. So he knew that. So basically. Flores's point is that he was, quote unquote, the token. Yeah, like he was interview. He was interviewed just to fill the quota. Right. So he was kind. Of, his interview was kind of a sham. Um, so really, the idea that there's only one black head coach in the NFL right now, and he's Mike Tomlin, is disheartening because there's a lot of talented individuals. Is he the only one still now? As for now, until Myron Leftwich gets his job, still he's the only one. Damn, that's crazy. So like. It's not good. That's not good. No. Nope. And it's hard to say that, like, of the 32 NFL teams yeah. and of the 32 NFL head coaches, all the black NFL coaches, all the ba- black assistants and coordinators are just happen to be worse than all the white guys. So, like, there could there could be – I'm saying that there's a potential that there's merit to what Brian Flores is saying. Yeah. The NFL just said – these claims are without merit the day he i was like how do you know already like yeah they're like, we don't in, investigate just say yeah. we're gonna look into this it's that simple like i like brian flores him even getting fired in the first place was insane. everyone was confused yeah. you need to fire chris greer that's the person that needs to go yeah so i i'm curious to see how this shakes out and one thing to me is like he's no interest in getting he's not even asking that he get hired He's not asking that he's reimbursed anyway financially. He's saying we need to initiate change to ensure that more black coaches are hired in the NFL. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm like, obviously this guy means business because he's not even concerned with his own personal game. Yeah. He's concerned with the betterment of the league, which I like. Yeah. Either way, either way, Brian Flores should have a job. Eric Bieniemy should have a job. There's no, I mean, like, good lord. But Brian, float this out to you, big guy. There's a defensive coordinator position open in the shut city up, of Pittsburgh. Shut up, shut up, shut up. He know. is too good for that. I agree, but I would pay him. I would make him the highest paid coordinator of all time to come to Pittsburgh. I would give. I would take our salary cap and say, here, coach our defense. And run with, run with old Mason at quarterback? Dwayne. I'm cool with Dwayne. <laughs> Listen, I've, I've, Dwayne can score more than 16 points. I can guarantee you that. Hard pressed not to, man. I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't think he'll give you a sixteen every day. The only, the other, the only other thing is, is I'm not really sure about Matt Canada. I, I go back and forth because one, I'm like, the offense isn't different, 
but the common denominator between Finkner's and Canada's offense is Big Ben. Yeah. So, so are this, we? This will be a good telltale year. This will say is Matt can because like Matt Canada doesn't initiate much change in the offense. Yeah. My theory is that Big Ben just said, "Let me do what I want to do offensively." And then you have another year to figure this out on your own. I think that's kind of the way they approach this with Matt Canada. Yeah. Now, if I see another swing route to a running back on fourth and 11. You have one of the best running backs in the league, Adam. You got to do it. I will call for his head. <laughs> Good Lord. What if it's a set up a double pass? I hate you. You can run a little buccaneer. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. We'll definitely see. But I, I do think that Flores has an argument. I think he has some valid points. And I do think that there's way too many talented black coaches in this league to, for none of them to have a job. Oh, yeah, 100%. So we're going to move on. From well, before we do, I just feel like we should, we should you know, give notice that two of the top ten quarterbacks of all time did retire in the past week. Oh, yeah. Give them their flowers. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Um, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger did it. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> retired very, very, very informally, and yeah. then there was the debacle with Tom Brady. Yeah, with Adam Do you Schefter. have one that you want to talk about first? I mean, I don't think there's much to say about Ben Roethlisberger, so I feel like we got to get him out the way. We knew that he was retiring, yeah, but even was the end. Even when he made the official video, I still got a little weepy. I was like, oh, okay. of course. It's like, all right, see you later. And it's yeah. it's a it's a dark tunnel ahead of us without Big Ben at the helm, but. There's a lot of discussions about Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett, which we'll talk about in the next quarter with the draft stuff. But as a Steelers fan, I'll say this. Big Ben was the only quarterback I've ever known as a Steelers fan, outside of the few moments with Duck Hodges and Mason and Landry Jones and all that stuff when he got hurt. That must be so nice. But for 18 of the 22 years I've been alive, and those first four years I didn't even know football at all, Big Ben has been my quarterback. I will say thank you to Big Ben for the two Super Bowls, the countless playoff wins, and the memories of the three times I got to watch him play live. Um, Big Ben is an incredible quarterback. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, It's sad to see number seven not at the helm, but it was time after 18 years. So that's what I will say about that. Yeah, I mean, I was going to let you really take the floor on that because that was your quarterback. I think that was very well said. you know, seeing him and Brady retire does kind of bring an end to the era of like the quarterbacks that we grew up with. Yeah, the, the our generation of football is now over. Yeah, like you can maybe say Rodgers is still part of that, but when Aaron retires, Rodgers is like a weird middle ground. Yeah, Aaron's odd. Aaron's odd. But you know, like with that being said, we also are blessed with some really good quarterbacks coming up this generation. Yeah, oh for sure. We 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 get to watch oh, yeah. Joe Burrow's the, entire career. The is NFL that not is in great hands. Exciting to yeah. you. Um, we get to watch Joe Barrow's career in its entirety. Um, but moving on to the Brady retirement. So the day after, I, I don't even like, I don't feel like he's retired. You know what I mean? I yeah, feel like, I I'm feel still like, waiting for the I'm back. Yeah, like uh, something about this is like, I don't know. I'm I mean, not fully, granted, yeah. like obviously I'm more emotional about Big Ben retiring because I'm a Steelers fan, but he feels retired to me. Because he's felt retired feels, for three years. No this offense. Brady thing feels it's, meh. Like, I don't know. This it's, is it's, it's a weird comparison, but it's almost like when Kobe died, we were just like... What? Like, yeah, you're like, like that, that can't be right. Yeah, like, that wasn't going to happen in my lifetime. That Yeah, so, like, he wanted to play to 45, got to 44. 
it's insane that we're even talking about a 44-year-old quarterback retiring, quote-unquote, early. Yeah. Because you you could argue that he's leaving another he Super Bowl led, on the He table. led the league in yards He threw for 5,300 yards. No one who leads the league in passing yards retires. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, the fact that we're even talking about the fact that Brady's leaving good years on the table is insane. Initially, when it was reported... I maybe thought Adam Schefter... We all owe Adam Schefter an apology, by the way. He got drug. Well, fuck him. No. No, 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 no. Adam Schefter is one of the best reporters in the NFL. He's one of the best guys at what he does. He has credible sources. Did he do it early? Should he have let Brady get his time? Sure. You can make that argument. But the people calling him a liar and just plain wrong owe him an apology. Yeah. Because he was right, obviously. Just and that's his, that's his job. Like... There's so much pressure for these reporters to be first to maintain their credibility. Yeah. It's tough. So when he initially retired and I saw that he had not yet even informed Tampa Bay, I was kind of like, okay, this I don't buy. And I was convinced for sure Brady was coming back because this is the kind of thing. And using that as fuel for the fire. Oh, my God. He might throw for 6,000 yards this season if that was the case. Dude. Brady is the most like vindictive yeah. human being of he all might, time. He might have told like, the Bucks, "Hey, cut all the running backs. We're not, we're not running it." Yeah, like, come on. Like, you think Brady wouldn't use a perceived slight as motivation? Come on, now. Like, we're lucky that he did retire. Because like, he, if, if he came back with like, "Oh, you think I'm retired, huh?" Like, if he came back with that mindset, the league is done for. Like, he's so running fucked. through everybody. Yeah, but. I'm happy that he retired because the Steelers have to play the Bucks at home. So, <sighs> um, go Kyle Trask. Hey. Um, but we'll see. There's a lot of things to shake up. But as much as Tom Brady was not my quarterback, he was the he quarterback, was quarterback of our generation. That's right. I mean, he's the greatest of all time. Yes. And as much as I've, we've spent time hating him and, God, why does he win so much, Tom Brady, you cannot write the story of the NFL without Tom Brady. Yeah. We were saying he was the greatest of all time when we were like eight or ten. Ten years later, he's yeah. still the greatest I, of I, all time. I gave him the like I gave him his flowers what, junior year of high school yeah. when he had the comeback. Yeah. And now we're about to graduate college and we're still like he could still play at a very high level. This is For crazy. Two or three more years. Yeah. I think maybe he's just says, What more can I do? I've done it all. Um, he alone has more rings than every yeah. franchise. And obviously, I think he has seven rings. Yeah. Obviously, I think Giselle had something to do with this. His family had something to do with this. I think he's like, you know what? How many more years can I be away from my family every yeah. single day? And I think he's seeing his kids as they age. I was going to say, like, you, you hear people who retire at 35 be like, I wish I spent more time with my family. So imagine another decade of that. Yeah. Leave so so obviously it's time for him. His kids are still young. They still have memories to be made. Good shot. Um, so I will say thank you to Tom Brady for all that he has done to the game. As much as he frustrated me, I'm very happy that I was able to say that I got to watch him play football. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Which some people who are born this year will not get to say. Um, so he is the Michael Jordan of our era in terms of football performance. Yeah, for sure. So... Now he passes the torch to what I guess Mahomes. Joe Burrow. I think we'll Joe, I think Joe Burrow is going to be the next the best quarterback in this league for the next probably ten years. Go I think, I think FC North. I think it's like we're following like from the Jordan and then Mahomes is the Kobe, and right now Burrow is like the LeBron. I don't. Ha- you know what? 
I'll ride with your comparison there. So for right now, it's Mahomes at the top. So speaking of the quarterbacks now, let's talk about the quarterbacks of the future. Quarter three. Quarter three. So we don't have an official mock draft yet. I think we're going to wait until after the Super Bowl to do that because some things are going to change. Um, we kind of want to see how some trades shake out before we discuss that. Um, some teams who may be like, I need to draft a quarterback, won't be, depending on where Jimmy Garoppolo ends up, if Aaron Rodgers gets traded, yeah. and if Derek Carr gets traded. So there's And Russell Wilson, even. So there's a lot shaken up. I think one guy that's on rise and is getting higher on my board is Drake London. The okay. receiver from USC, I think he could be a game changer. I just saw a tweet today where they're like, that guy's going to be a 100-catch guy and a 10-touchdown guy sooner rather than later. Yeah. So I like He's, Drake London. I like him a lot. Uh, for me, my big riser is Icky. I, I like think, Icky. I really think there's a shot that by the time this is all said and done, that he's the first overall pick. You know what? I think by the time they're said and done that you might be right about an offensive tackle being the first pick. I've heard a lot of discussion about Evan Neal going number one. After to, looking at film and stuff, after looking at film and stuff, and I think NFL. I mean, if I can see it, NFL scouts can see it. I think Icky is the more solid player. Evan Neal is just so big. <laughs> I know, but he's very top heavy. He gets off balance very easily. Yeah. He can't counter speed very well. Personally, I think they probably will go Kayvon Thibodeau as what I think they'll probably follow conventional wisdom and go Kayvon Thibodeau. I think they go Icky. But the other thing is that the biggest thing to win football games in the National Football League, is get the quarterback, yeah. protect that quarterback, Pressure the other team's quarterback. So the top three positions, QB, offensive line, mostly tackle, yeah, mostly left tackle, pass rusher. You need a Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Bosa level player. Chase Young. Chase Young, yeah. I will say. Even Montez Sweat. Those level yeah. players to pressure the other team's quarterback. Because when you make the other team's quarterback uncomfortable, they have bad games. Yeah. So those are the three positions they're in. Yeah. Okay. Jacksonville has their quarterback. Trenton yeah, Trevor and they're going to have their quarterback coach in Leftwich. So the other two things that they're left with is tackle and edge rusher. At the end of the day, you have to evaluate, do we think that there's another Kayvon Thibodeau in the world that we could, we're going to be able to draft or trade for or develop in our program? Or is Evan Neal or Icky, yeah. are these two guys once-in-a-lifetime prospects? We have to get these guys right and now. What you can say, though, is I guess this – I would say this is – probably a deeper class at tackle than it is edge rusher. Absolutely. Like, you know, so they really could, cause they have the first pick in the second round too. So they could, I guess they could easily go Thibodeau first and then get like a Penning or a Petit Frere. Yeah, they could, yeah, they could definitely do that, which I don't hate at all. Yeah. It just depends on, again, who their general manager is. I don't know if they've changed it or not. No, they said they're sticking with Balky, unfortunately for them. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, like, do you take – who everyone wants you to take and take Thibodeau, or do you go kind of, my team need right now is tackle and take tackle? Yeah. Do you think Evan Neal and Thibodeau are on the same level in terms of transformational talents for your franchise? I think no. I think it's mostly Thibodeau. But I could see them going number one offensive tackle because they need a tackle. Yeah. So I would say Thibodeau is probably more transformational at the moment. Probably, yes. Now, a good pass rusher is all well and nice if you <laughs> are throwing picks all, all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like... The Jacksonville Jaguars are in a tough position. I'm always of the mind that unless you think that this guy is your franchise, trade the number one pick because you probably get more value out of it picking later in the rounds. Because yeah. those second, third, fourth round guys are well, who end up being the real stars. Yeah. 
But it's a kind of an unfortunate draft out the first pick because it's like there's no one you're trading up for. There's no yeah. There's, there's no, no quarterback. Like, there's no sexy prospect. Yeah. There's you know? no like like when even when Chase Young came out, that was like the clear cut. That guy, if he was if there was no quarterback, was going number one. Yeah. So I don't know. It's an interesting draft class. I think it's probably the least like star-studded draft class that we've seen. Um, but I, you know, you know what? Somebody's gonna shine, and yeah. we've seen, been saying this. <laughs> There's gonna be a rookie of the year. Yeah. That's so how it goes. like, I don't know. Personally, the Steelers fan at twenty. For our, we have a lot of listeners in Des Moines, Iowa. By the way, for all of our listeners in Des Moines. I really want Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. I I think with all the hype he's getting, if his injury is fine, like heals up, I don't think he falls to you by any shot. I just it's rare for centers to go that high, so who knows? Yeah, it's mostly tackles that go that high, Um, but we'll see. I mean, like personally, I think you guys should end up drafting Kobe Dean at eleven, especially if you end up trading for Russell Wilson. Um, but my my think my thought process is is that if we Malik, for us, we're not having the eleventh. But go ahead. The way that I, right, duh. The way that I'm seeing things trend currently, Malik Willis is going to go higher than we think. Yeah, and I have a feeling he might go to us. I think if I think if it plays out that Pickett's still on the board, we're probably going to go Pickett. But then if Pickett's off the board, then I think the next choice is Malik. And maybe we get a Trubisky or Mariota in free agency to bridge it, but I don't know. That, that's that's the gut feeling I'm getting. Unless we hit big on a home run for either Wilson or Watson, I think that's where we're at. I, I agree. Um, personally, I think N'Kobe Dean's probably your best value take there, but you need yeah. a quarterback. And the other thing is, like, I think because, like, in my mind, I'm like, all these quarterbacks are better second-rounders than first-rounders. But with the way the NFL works, desperation is going yeah, to make there's these always teams the thing, pick some bad yeah, picks. As, so, they call, as they call it, it's the, what, the position tax. Yeah. So, like, you're going to have three, probably three or four quarterbacks go in this first round, um, Yeah. even I, if you think that they shouldn't. I hope it's not three. But, uh, yeah. No, I agree. I think, I, think we, I think we get three. I think we get two in the top 15, and then one sneaks in at the end. Because, like I said, the Lions have traded now, so they're, they have the 32nd pick. What the f- – oh, I read that wrong. That's why. So I'm looking at the CBS mock draft, and the way they have it set up is at Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. And I thought they had Desmond Ritter going, going to, to C- Cincinnati. Yeah, that's, okay, that's okay. where he went to college. He's, they actually have him going to Pittsburgh. Uh, I think I think he goes at the end, like one of the last picks, whoever – what is it? Uh – Maybe yeah, even Detroit, Tampa Bay. Detroit has like the thirty second pick from the Rams right now. Yeah, I think he goes there, sit behind golf kind of thing. But you never know. And I think that's what's gonna be fun about this draft is we like last draft we knew five of the first six picks were gonna be quarterbacks. Like yay. Yeah. I, really, to be honest with you, I don't know anything. Like, exactly. I think no, that's what's gonna no, make. There's no pick like outside of Aiden Hutchinson and Kevon Thibodeau probably going one two, and then Kyle Hamilton being probably three four. After that, I have no idea. I think I think it's gonna be a fun draft to make a drinking game out of when we watch it. Sure, yeah, sure. Don't know what that'll be, but we'll figure it out. I have no idea. Um, we're gonna slide in a quarter for present some my thing is, and then we're gonna get out of here. Um, you would definitely have missed your eleven thirty oh, by a far, um, far good margin. Yeah. So my thing is, I'll let you go first. Okay, and this is something I'm working on an article that we could post on uh, the website about this. 
But I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just set a new standard in the NFL where we're going to see teams with young rookie quarterbacks, rookie to you know, first three years, try to get in the draft whoever that guy's top target was in college. I, you know what? I think you're absolutely right. Like I, I think, think they have definitely changed the drafting standard. I think now we're going to see the Bears maybe trade up into the mid-teens because they don't have their first-round pick this year to try to get Alave for Fields. Or Garrett Wilson. Yeah, him and Alave technically did better, so that's why, what I was looking at. Yeah. I, I do agree with you because conventional wisdom for the Bengals at the time was you draft Panay Sewell, you protect yeah. Joe Burrow. If Sewell's on that team instead of Jamar Chase, they're not in the Super Bowl. I'll go ahead and say that now. Yeah. They've definitely changed the drafting standards because Burrow and Chase have proved that that chemistry. Apparently, you can win without an offensive line, which I never thought was possible. I think, and like you said, that chemistry is unreal. This league is a copycat league. When the Chiefs were blowing up, everyone was trying to find the next Tyreek, the next Pat Mahomes. That's why yeah. Jordan Love got drafted. That's why Henry Ruggs got drafted. Those yep. are you can see precedents set for why certain guys get drafted. So I 100% agree with you. I think they have definitely changed the precedent. Yeah. They're going to try to get emulated. Yeah, actually, I think that's just going to be a trend we see over the next three to four years probably. I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, my thing is crowd noise is overtly overrated, like absurdly overrated in these yeah. NFL games. Yeah. There was a tweet recently about the Bengals and the Chiefs playing where there was like, Joe Burrow's in for a rude awakening about playing at Arrowhead because it's the loudest stadium, yada, yada, yada. All these – these SEC stadiums are <laughs> See, bigger than these NFL stadiums by like 30,000 people. Unless you're from North Dakota State. Yeah, University. like unless you're playing at Rice, then yeah, playing at these big stadiums is probably a little unnerving. They're NFL players. This is not new for them. Joe Burrow yeah, like, <laughs> has won a lot of big games. They're getting like, paid to do this. I understand communication can in effect can get affected. You know, the, ear, the hands over the ears, the helmet thing. Like I understand yeah. that can get affected. But if you're smart, you work on silent counts. You work on your communication. Oh, yeah. Every team has a silent count. Yeah, like every quarterback. I, I forget who it was. The quarterback I was talking about it though. And he, I think it was Jordan Palmer, maybe on TikTok. Yeah, talking about that microphones and the helmet. He's like, those cut out after 15 seconds. So you'll hear the first three words of a play, and you have to know what the, court, the coordinator's thinking, anyways, and call it in the huddle. Yeah. So like, they have to manage communication that's poor anyways yeah like yeah it's gonna get loud in an opposing stadium understandably so but if you're a well-coached team it shouldn't matter yeah that's like you'll see like in high school and college when teams are preparing for games again like a noticeably large crowd like they'll pump fan noise in during practices and stuff you don't hear about the nfl because they have it figured out yeah like they understand the way silent counts go like they don't depend crazily on like that much hit. like we don't yell from the sidelines to who what, what, what the play we're calling is you know I what don't I mean know, we should do it regardless but so. alright that's wraps on whatever episode number this is we're just rolling it on but, uh, thanks for listening hashtag take command guys like share follow and this is crazy but here's my number so call me maybe it's hard to look right at you baby but here's my